This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I am thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I am speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. If you are new here, a freeform episode is where we kind of chat and do a deep dive, explore a certain aspect of mindfulness or meditation. Sometimes we dabble in like maybe the yoga side of things or more the self-care side of things. But by and large, we really kind of just take this time two times a month to do a little bit of learning and exploration around a certain topic. So no guided meditation here. But since it is almost the beginning of the fall season with the equinox coming up on the 23rd, I wanted to talk about fall. So the following guided meditation that will come out, if you're listening in real time on Sunday, that will be a guided meditation and it will be all around the fall equinox. So what I thought we could explore today would be looking at um, some of my favorite meditation and mindfulness practices for the fall season, also looking at the deeper significance of the season of fall and when we kind of live cyclically like this, not just with the seasons, but how we have many different seasons in life, both kind of outside our bodies and inside our bodies as well. So although it is, you know, fall, of course, we think about like, you know, like spooky season and all things like pumpkin and it getting cooler out. I do love those things. I mean, I am a 30 something white Midwestern mom. I mean, this fall season is like, you know, just my time to thrive. And I do love those things. However, fall, just the seasons in general, like the deeper significance is always something that's really resonated with me. But I will say like the aesthetic of fall is definitely something that I like. And 
I'm really looking forward to the cooler weather, especially now I have been like just so hot and so pregnant all summer. <laughs> and so things cooling down a little bit. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to that. What I will say is this particular episode, um, because it is very close to when Poppy is supposed to arrive, um, I'm recording it a little bit early. I'm working ahead on some of the, on a lot of the podcast episodes for then of September and into October. Um, so one thing that I will say, a quick little PSA here, is that if I, I, I don't know what the future will bring, but if something like wild and wacky happens in the world or in my personal life and like you don't hear me addressing it in September or October, it's because I recorded those episodes a little bit ahead of time and scheduled them to run while I was on maternity leave. So let's hope nothing too wild or out there happens. But if it does... Um, so I share that because as I'm recording this, I have no idea if I'm a mother of two right now or not. I could be, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. Pork chop came definitely on his own time, not really anywhere near my due date. So <laughs> I have no idea. But as of right now, you are getting um, Kelly from the past who is still like ungodly pregnant and very out of breath and I think you can still hear it. So anyways, that's my pregnancy PSA. So if anything weird happens in October and you're like, why isn't Kelly talking about this thing? Um, it's because I'm like living in a little maternity leave bubble. But I wanted to make sure that nothing would change with this podcast. So I've just kind of been working ahead a little bit on some of the meditations. But shifting gears away from my pregnancy PSA, let's talk about fall. Now, I have talked about this once before. I think around this time last year, I talked about fall and some practices that you can do during fall, specifically like meditation practices for fall. But what I wanted to focus on is looking a little bit more into the seasons of our life, how they can mimic the seasons outside. And then I want to talk about some of my favorite mindfulness practices. I'll share a few meditation practices too, but I want to distinguish in a little bit the difference between mindfulness and meditation, how they both can support you and support your well-being and your greatest and highest good. But I want to look at some of the more unique mindfulness practices that really lend themselves well to the season of fall. So of course we have these four different seasons, right? Not only outside, but we also kind of have the same four seasons within our own life. So it begins, we have birth or rebirth, growth, harvest, and then death slash rest. And we live in these cycles of life and each cycle has its purpose. So the way that this mimics the seasons outside is birth would be springtime, right? So planting seeds, um, rebirth, new beginnings. Then we have the season of growth, which is summer, right? Things are blooming, our vegetables and our garden are growing. And then we have fall, which is the time of harvest. And then we have winter, which is the time of death. And I know that it can feel kind of like a little bit aggressive to be like, we're born, we grow, we harvest, we die. And <laughs> I think of it kind of like as a tree. So you take a tree, right? You have a seed, you plant it and then it grows and it blooms. Then the leaves fall off. So it gets rid of the old and then it has to go dormant. So then it can begin another cycle. We are very much like that. So yes, we do have like 
our general life cycle of like birth, growth, harvest, death. But also we have these cycles in so many other places of our life. And this is the piece that at least personally really resonates with me because there's so many different seasons to life. There's so many different like cycles. They're starting, they're in progress and they're ending at like all different times. But for me, when I really started shifting my mindset and kind of looking at the different cycles of my life and looking at, you know, kind of accepting maybe when some of these cycles have come to an end or maybe when it's time to start a new one, it really just, I don't know, just made me change my perspective on like life and acceptance and change and letting go and honoring like the different seasons, not only outside, but also like within my own lifetime and like the external and internal seasons. So like I said, we can go through these cycles certainly like in a lifetime. We can go through one of these cycles like in a year. Think about the seasons outside. Um, Also a lot of things kind of happen in like a year, like your birthday. Maybe that's like for you the beginning, a rebirth. New Year's Day, like a calendar year. That could start a new cycle for you. Also, You kind of do one of these cycles like every single day. Like you wake up, you know, rebirth, birth. You wake up, you do, right? So that's kind of our like growth. You're doing things, you're expanding. And then you have kind of your like enjoyment. If you kind of, you know, have like a traditional day, your enjoyment, like after you're done doing. And then you have your rest at night. So really we have these different cycles that are going on constantly. They're all happening at different times. Like I said, starting, ending, different times constantly. You also can have these cycles. I see it a lot in like career for me personally and also just like in life in general, right? We can't always be when it comes to career. We can't always be in like the rebirth mode or cycle. We can't always be like starting a brand new job. But we also, you know, often will feel like a job or a certain career or a certain position has completed its cycle and we feel like it's complete and we want to move on to a new one. But very much like career, no matter what industry you work in, um, has these kind of different elements of a cycle too of like birth and then growing and learning, expanding, and then kind of like harvesting the fruits of your labor. And then eventually kind of like that cycle will come to an end and then you'll start another one. So again, when you think about a tree, right, you start with planting the seed, the birth or the rebirth. Then this tree is going to grow. It's eventually going to get rid of its leaves, which is what's happening now in this time of like fall or harvest is it's basically releasing the old so it can take a rest. So then when the next cycle begins in spring, it can come back bigger and stronger and more evolved. And we're very much like that. That tree to be healthy and to grow and to be functioning and to survive has to experience all of those different seasons to complete a cycle. So in a way, when we think about fall time, we're kind of kicking off a new cycle of life by releasing the old and kind of like preparing for the next cycle by just enjoying the fruits of like the last few seasons. And then winter is really that time of like, rest of like being dormant of like turning inward of like taking that break so this time is all about like letting go appreciating abundance accepting change 
honoring balance between these equal energies, right? So when we talk about the fall equinox, the word equinox comes from a Latin word that means equal night. So honoring the space of equal daylight and moonlight or day and night or sun and moon, right? The balance between these two energies. Summer and spring are times of the light. And then at this time at the fall equinox, they are equal. And then we start shifting towards the time of the dark. And we all have those two energies, that like sun energy and that moon energy within us. And the guided meditation that is coming up on Sunday, it's actually its focus is all around kind of balancing these different energies, like the sun and moon energy, like these different opposing energies and honoring the time of like balance of like equal day and night within us. But you might be thinking like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, fall is awesome. It's an important part of like a cycle. Um, But what does this have to do with mindfulness and meditation? And we're going to end with some meditation practices, but I really wanted to talk about mindfulness this time. And so just kind of a reminder, meditation and mindfulness, although used interchangeably often and they're very closely related, they're like cousins and not twins. So related, but not the same. And side note, isn't that what they say like about your eyebrows too? Don't don't those like beauty influencers say that like your eyebrows should be like sisters and not twins? I don't know. I'm pretty sure someone told me that once. But you can think of mindfulness and meditation as kind of a similar idea, related, but not the same. So I like to describe the two as like a light bulb. So when you're practicing mindfulness, if your mind is a light bulb, um, when you're walking around every day, doing whatever you're doing, listening to the podcast, like the light bulb's on, the light is shining. When we're practicing mindfulness, we are turning the light on all the way and letting all of that light illuminate whatever is in front of us. So kind of like doing one thing at a time. You can do anything mindfully. You can fold your laundry mindfully. You can go for a walk mindfully. But mindfulness in essence is just being fully present with whatever that thing that you're doing is like right there, being fully present, letting the light shine versus meditation is single point of concentration. And that's like taking that light bulb and turning it into a laser pointer and focusing that laser at one point of concentration. So when we think about like mindfulness and the fall season and different practices, it's really about doing different things, different practices where you can be fully present with what's happening around you, whether that be in life or in nature, career or elsewhere, right? You're turning on the light and you're looking at what is in front of you. And this idea of mindfulness, it really helps you to take note of things. It allows you to see things clearly when we turn on this light and just kind of let it illuminate one thing. Since fall is kind of this time of like, you know, change, but also expansion, celebrating growth. Um, There's this idea of celebrating your personal harvest, which we'll talk about at the very end of this episode. Um, I'll share some of my personal harvests, but all of that, it just becomes so much richer and fuller and bigger when you're able to turn that light up all the way and look at some of these different aspects of your life. So I sometimes personally struggle with this part, not necessarily the mindfulness, but like what fall can teach us about mindfulness. Because I find myself often in kind of like go mode. Um, You know, what's the next thing? Great, this thing's been checked off the to-do list. Like what's the next thing on the to-do list? Or this milestone has been hit, like amazing. Like, you know, what are some ideas to go to like the next one? 
And I've always just kind of been like that. Um, And so I have to then intentionally like rein that in and try to balance that energy out by doing things like not only practicing mindfulness, but specifically some of these mindfulness practices that are so great during fall time that ask you to kind of look at where do you need balance or where can you celebrate like your personal harvest from the last few cycles or last few seasons of this cycle, things like that. And so I always find these mindfulness practices to be really helpful, but sometimes challenging because they're a little bit counterintuitive to how it feels like I'm hardwired, which is what tells me that like I really need it. So something that's been coming up a lot for me, but also I've been doing some more like private client work. And I feel like in almost every session, like every person that I'm working with, I hear myself saying this again and again, is that you can learn just as much, if not more, from the things that are a struggle, a challenge, or that you don't like, basically the things that don't go well, as you do the things that like do go well. And so I learn a lot from what feels challenging, what feels like it is like a little bit resistant to what... I naturally should be doing like that always gives me so much insight into maybe more of what I need or potentially where I'm out of balance or lacking. So that's just me. Maybe you are someone, I hope you are someone who's really good at celebrating your personal harvest, who is able to kind of hit that pause button, intentionally work towards balance. Um, But if not, or you want some fresh ideas, these are some of my personal favorite fall mindfulness practices. So again, I love to use these seasonally, but I also find that all these practices are really great to use anytime I kind of need to like hit the pause button in a way. Um, The first is to look at balance in your life. So what this usually looks like is sitting in quiet contemplation and just asking yourself, what do I need more of and what do I need less of to achieve balance? So that might look like, you sit there and you're like, okay, what do I need more of? What do I need less of? And a tricky part to this is not second guessing whatever comes up or not trying to like talk yourself out of it. Like just trust your gut, just go with it, see what comes up. But you may, you know, come up with something like I need less work and I need more rest or I need more movement and I need less screen time, right? It could, it can be anything, but I find that just stopping, especially those times that you just feel out of balance, right? Where you're like, for me, that often feels like that kind of like, go, 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 go. And you just need to like stop and be like, okay, inhale, exhale, pause button. This is feeling a little crazy. What do I need to do to find balance? So when you're feeling out of balance, just quiet contemplation, what do I need more of? And what do I need less of to achieve balance in my life? And often a lot of interesting things can come up even by just kind of reflect on this question, either journaling, maybe thinking about it as you go for a walk or any other place where you do your best thinking, asking yourself that question, especially during fall when we're honoring during the equinox, a time of equal like light and dark, but we're also kind of honoring this time of like balance because every season has an equal and opposing season. So this is kind of the honoring the end of a season, releasing all of that, um, What do you need more of? What do you need less of to find balance in your life? And the thing that's great about this is that once you have some clarity about what you need more of or less of, then you can start taking these like small steps towards 
actually finding that balance. Often big things will come up first, right? Like I need to work less and, you know, rest more. That's not always, sometimes it's a quick fix and you're like, okay, I can fix that. I can start doing it differently tomorrow. But sometimes there's a few like intermediary steps that you need to take. But really the first piece is just getting that clarity as to like, how can I find some more balance in my life? And then another one of my favorite mindfulness practices for fall is celebrating your personal harvests. So what that is, is it's the practice of basically like what is something that has come to completion that you are grateful for and celebrating and, you know, honoring. I kind of think about it as like, I don't know, like sort of like Marie Kondoing things where you're like, thank you so much for what you have given me. They can still spark joy. That's fine. But just being like, thank you for all that you've done. Now your time is complete, like, you know, moving on to the new thing. But celebrating your personal harvest, like that's really taking that time to be grateful, to honor what has come to a close, Um, seasonally celebrating your harvest, right? That's like you were growing pumpkins and or squash and now it's ripe and so you're going to like eat it and be like, this is delicious, right? But for us, like we always have, yes, during fall time, but in life in general, we kind of have this time where we can celebrate our personal harvest and be like, okay, the cycle of this thing is complete and now is just my time to enjoy what has come from the hard work that I put in the kind of birth or rebirth and growth season. And now I kind of just get to celebrate the harvest of what's come after that before I rest. And so making a small list of like your personal harvests, I find can be really like nourishing for your soul and just like your well-being because it's like not only you're acknowledging the things that kind of have come to a close, which at least for me is like somewhat therapeutic to feel like you've kind of closed the loop on something, but also celebrating like, hey, this thing has come to completion and there's great things that came from it. And it's okay to just like enjoy what has come from this hard work that I've put into something. So writing down a list of like your personal harvest, I'll be sharing some of mine at the end of the episode, can be a really beautiful practice. And again, you can write it out. You can just think about it. Maybe there's some way that you can embody celebrating your personal harvest. I don't know what that is. Um, But really thinking about like, What personal harvest am I celebrating right now this season? I find is like a really beautiful and nourishing mindfulness practice. Then going outside and just enjoying this season. You can do this. This would be on my favorite mindfulness practice for any season. But going outside and just being present, using your senses to like let your body be fully there and present with this season is such a simple but powerful mindfulness practice. So it could be going on a walk or just standing outside and being like, what is this moment like for my senses, right? You can look at the changing leaves. You can feel the crisp air, whatever it is. Just going outside and being in nature, especially like as the seasons change, can be such a great, like simple, quick mindfulness practice for this season or any season. But I think because fall tends to be like particularly pleasant it's a really good one like do you necessarily want to go out in like the dead of winter especially if you're in like the midwest and winters are kind of harsh 
maybe not, but like fall, like those nice like first few like fall days where it's a little bit crisp, like go out and just like enjoy it. And it's such like a simple uplifting practice. Another one of my favorites is honoring the light and the dark within. So there's parts of us that are like kind of the sunny parts or like the light parts. And then there are some of us, or sorry, some parts of us that are more of like the shadow or shadowy sides. And we all have them. We can work to embrace these shadows. You don't need to be like afraid of your shadows. There's just, you know, parts of us that are kind of a little bit more light. And there's parts of us that are a little bit more dark. So I'm not saying it's like, there's like the good you and the evil you. I think sometimes shadows or shadow work, it's like a bad rap for being like bad or like particularly like spooky or like dark but the way it was explained to me or one way that it was explained to me is kind of this idea of like you know there's different parts of us like every aspect that we have there's kind of like a sunny side and then like a more shadowy side so going back to like my personal tendency to be very much in like go do mode or just like do 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 so like a sunny side of that might be that um you know I maybe I get a lot done or I accomplish a lot, or, you know, I'm able to implement things quickly. Um, But then a shadow side to that would be, you know, then I have to really focus on, like, slowing down and being present or honoring when something has been completed instead of just kind of brushing it aside and doing, like, the next thing, right? We all have so many different elements to us. And there's kind of, like, you know, that light side And then that more shadowy side. And so even just reflecting on these two different energies that we have within us, honoring that both of these exist, and then thinking about ways we can embrace both sides or kind of find like some balance between these two different sides can be really great and useful. So if you do individual like shadow work, I'm contemplating, I haven't decided yet, so we'll see. Everyone just like hang tight until Halloween time, but (laughs) there's a meditation um, scheduled for or like a, a, the Sunday before Halloween and I always like to do kind of like something like a little bit fun and unique kind of think about doing a shadow work meditation but I haven't figured out exactly how I want to do that yet but even just thinking about you know where is the light and the dark in me again both are like equally important but like how do I find harmony between those two and embrace both sides falls a really really good time to start to explore that within yourself So a couple more here. I probably could have made this list even longer. Again, not only do I love fall, but I really enjoy like how you can cultivate the energy of different seasons, like for your own mindfulness meditation practice. Um, But the next one is going to be creating space in your home and in your life. So we often think about this as kind of being more of like a spring activity, like spring cleaning, but I'm not talking about like cleaning that is definitely a great springtime like energy of like fresh start rebirth new beginning I'm talking like actually creating space in your home so kind of like a fall like release so what has served its purpose and is ready to be released so where I most commonly see this or I practice this myself is kind of looking at even things like in my home and like what do I not use anymore that I could donate or give to someone else Um, I saw this a lot like, you know, in terms of, you know, like even like baby things, right? Like I, there are things that I 
didn't need after I had pork chop anymore. And so I kind of passed it on to like someone else that was just about to have a baby. And now maybe they're like bringing it back to me or whatever it is. Right. But maybe you're looking at, I ha- I personally have this one like end table that's just been sitting in my basement for quite a while because I just, I don't know, we moved into this house. We never really found a place for the end table. It's just been sitting there. Fall might be a great time to be like, I'm in a clear space for the new that will eventually come in, you know, spring season. And so looking around and being like, where can I create space in my home? But then also looking at where can I create space in my life? So again, when we think about the tree, trees are losing their leaves right now. They are releasing, letting go, creating space eventually after that time of rest for like the new leaves to come back. So where can you create space in your life and in your home? Thinking about this, contemplating it, and then being present with maybe going through some of your things and deciding like, what can I release right now to create space and then taking some mindful action on that. The next two are a little bit cliche for fall, but I mean, they're cliche and we do them for a reason. It's because it's like, (laughs) tis the season, right? A daily gratitude list. Fall is, again, it goes back to kind of celebrating those personal harvests. Like, what is there to be grateful for? Every day, just name a couple of things that you're grateful for. This is a beautiful just life practice. But I think fall is a season that really energetically, like, supports gratitude and reflection, celebration of harvest. So doing any kind of a gratitude practice, whether it's a list, um, writing gratitude letters to people, like gratitude practices, beautiful mindfulness practices to do during this time of year. Um, Another one is going to be, this is the final one. Um, This is one that I actually, I came up with as I was writing myself some notes for this episode. I'm going to do this one because I'm really kind of into it. But it's writing down three columns. One is growth, release, and then space is the third one. And basically you're going to just fill out where have I grown this year. So again, three columns, growth, the second column is release, and the final column is space. So under the growth column, just fill out like, where have I grown this year? And just see what comes up. And then the second column, release. What am I releasing in in this season? And then the final column, what am I making space for? And you can write this down. I guess you could like also just kind of contemplate it um, during some quiet time or when you're connecting with nature. But thinking about these three big elements of fall, you know, growth, release, space, And thinking about like, where have I grown? What am I releasing in fall? What am I making space for to come? And I'm really looking forward to doing this one because I think it's a really great reflective, introspective practice to really shine that light on these different elements of your life. That, my friends, is the sound of another sale on Shopify. And let me tell you, when I first started podcasting, I was not thinking about an online store at all. I was just excited that I had figured out how to basically create an audio file and get it out into the universe. I wasn't thinking about the possibilities or what things would look like years on down the road. And now that I'm selling books and decks and meditation scripts, I have found that not only is an online store so important, but it is so easy now that I've discovered Shopify. 
And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you just hit your millionth sale. Shopify has amazing support to help you along the way, and it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and it's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-store. And like, honestly, the one thing I wish I would have done differently with my online store is just started it sooner. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And the reason is, is because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. So by now you've probably heard about microdosing. And if not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. There's a lot of different reasons why you may be microdosing here over at Team Yoga for you. We mostly have been using it for um, sleeping and anxiety and kind of supporting our meditation practice and finding that like nice kind of peaceful state where you're a little bit relaxed, but also kind of focused. So as you know, I'm currently pregnant with baby Poppy, so I'm personally not microdosing. However, Team Yoga for You has taken on the very tough task of uh, using these microdose gummies and telling me what they think about them. And spoiler alert, they are loving them. One Yoga for You team member was telling me about how it's really helping to reduce her social anxiety. Another one said that she's been using it for about a month and she's sleeping so well. And then I also have had someone, a friend of mine that I shared this with, and she said that she felt like it really helped kind of take the edge off on those extra like stressful days at work. She was just taking like a half and loving it. So basically from Team Yoga for you in the inner circle, microdose gummies are a straight up 10 out of 10. Everyone is loving them. And I've actually heard that they are fantastic for helping to boost creativity. So when is my time? I can't wait to try them either and see if it doesn't help to unlock kind of a deeper creativity within me. And right now, Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about Microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code MINDFUL to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show notes. But again, that's microdose.com and use code MINDFUL. So switching gears now away from some of my favorite mindfulness practices, I want to share a couple of my favorite meditation practices. So again, Mindfulness is your mind is a light bulb, turning that light on all the way, letting it illuminate one thing that's in front of you, where meditation is turning that light bulb into a laser pointer and pointing that laser at one thing. So it's single pointed concentration. There's also an element to meditation that I love, which is learning how to become an objective observer of what's happening within you and around you. So it's a really intentional introspection in a way, which I think is really great. So some of my favorite practices, there's two breath meditations that I really like. The first is going to be alternate nostril breathing. So this one may not be fully new to you, right? That's the one where you literally like alternate the nostril that you breathe in and out of, but it's really powerful for balancing out those two sides of you, those two different energies, the sun side, the moon side, or the light, and the shadow side, um, the right side and the left side of the body. 
So alternate nostril breathing is really useful during fall for kind of helping you to settle some of that restlessness and to just really bring energetic balance to you. So this is the one you usually use your thumb and your ring finger on your right hand and you'll alternate like you'll plug the left nostril, inhale through the right, plug the right nostril, exhale through the left, then inhale through the left, plug the left and exhale through the right. Chances are you've probably heard of alternate nostril breathing before. Um, it's pretty straightforward, but really kind of like simple and powerful. The other breath technique that I like to use during meditation um, for fall is going to be a three-part breath. So this one, again, it's simple, but it's powerful, and it helps to kind of strengthen your respiratory system, but also it helps to pull focus into your body. So basically... You're going to focus on inhaling in three equal parts. So like inhaling, filling up a third, inhaling, filling up two thirds, and then another little inhale where you're fall the way, and then you're going to reverse that. So try to exhale one third, then exhale again, empty, you know, you're empty to two thirds, and then your final exhale, you release any last bit of air. This one is again, kind of this idea of like balancing the inhale and the exhale. So energetically speaking or in the meditation space, the inhale is kind of like the energy or like the sun energy. And then the exhale is more of like the moon calming energy. So anytime we're kind of balancing these two, whether it's through alternate nostril breathing, which balances us out from left to right, um, the left side is the moon side, the right side is the sun side. The three-part breath is really great for energetically balancing the inhale and the exhale, and then strengthening your respiratory system and your focus at the same time. So this three-part breath, again, it's not necessarily complex, but it does require a lot of focus. So this one can feel a little bit tricky at first. Just start with a few rounds, see what happens. I also love a walking meditation for fall. So going outside, taking slow, intentional steps, letting your senses just be completely immersed in the sensation of just being outside and walking slowly. I have put together a um, guided fall walking meditation that's going to come in October. So we can kind of do that together. But any sort of a walking meditation outside is a fantastic way to really connect and ground in fall and really utilize all the senses, especially if you're in a place where like the leaves are changing colors and falling. There's some great things for like your eyes to focus on and like your ears, all of it. Like I love a walking meditation anytime, but I feel like fall is such a fantastic time to like really do like a just a really pleasant walking meditation. Then finally, some of my favorite um, fall meditation practices that I didn't really talk about in last year's episode. This one I touched on a little bit, but I do since in fall also comes kind of like Halloween and like spooky season. Um, although I don't necessarily want to say that doing any kind of like spiritual protection work or like working with auras or energy, things like that, that that's necessarily like quote like spooky it's not but I think that sometimes if like basically kind of like is it weird to say lean into the vibes I don't know like I do during that time of year like the later part of fall like if that sort of stuff is naturally like on my mind and I pull or find inspiration from kind of more of that like October leading up to like Halloween um, I do like to do some extra 
meditations around that. Just like if I, you know, I do special meditations like the fall equinox or then when it's closer to like Thanksgiving, I tend to, you know, gratitude is more on the mind. So maybe I'm pulled towards that. Like in fall, I do also kind of like to lean into that um, more sort of like Halloween spooky season energy sometimes and just do a little bit more like energy work or clearing, um, protection, that sort of stuff. I think I think it's really kind of fun and I don't know. It's just like if I'm already thinking about it, it tends to kind of come into my meditation practice. And so if that's a way, if you, you know, if that's speaking to you, if you're into that type of stuff, um, you know, you can look at doing some aura work, some energy clearing, um, spiritual protection, that type of stuff, um, some shadow work, like energetically speaking, that time of year is a good time to do it. So that's definitely something too that I lean into at times in my practice during this like fall season. And then sharing a couple of personal harvests of mine just to kind of wrap up here. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about this as I was writing some of these notes and I was like, what are my personal harvests? And so again, a personal harvest is going to be something where it's like you really have sort of closed the loop on it. And now it's like you're just enjoying like the fruits of your labor, like your harvest. So you've already done the kind of planting of the seed, the growing, the expansion. And now you're just kind of like enjoying what's come from that. And there were three things that came to mind as I was just personally reflecting on that. So the first one is my book. And maybe you're like, oh my gosh, Kelly, if I hear about this book like one more time, but you are going to hear about it one more time. Because not only is this book like personally a big deal for me, you've heard me talk about it, how it's just like something I never thought I would be an author, especially like growing up with like dyslexia and, um, you know, just, that just always felt like such an unattainable goal that it really does feel like, um, I don't know, that it's like, it's here, it's been launched, it's out in the universe, anyone can order this book at any time, um, which I'll link to it in the show notes if anyone does want to order it. <laughs> but for me, like, that was the first thing that came to mind was this book, specifically because the cycle of this book very much felt like like one full, like, seasonal year in a way. So I was looking back and I actually, the very first call that I had about this book was in spring of 2021. No, 2022. Is that basically a little over a year ago? I, this is so embarrassing. I literally had to look at my calendar and I was like, what year is it again this year? I don't, Years, for some reason, are hard for me today, but a little bit over a year ago, right? That would have been, oh my gosh, yeah, that was 2022. Okay, anyways, so a little over a year ago, I had, like, the first phone call, very initial, like, very casual, like, talking with, like, publishers, things like that about, like, this particular project. And then this time last year, I was writing this book, so the manuscript itself was due, like, very early September, right around kind of this, like launch time, um, publication day. And so it really did feel like it was kind of like planting the seed, you know, sending the idea out, like workshopping it, whatever. The growth time of like, you know, writing the book, putting in the legwork to like create the thing. Um, and now it's like 
celebrate the harvest time. Like it's here and like it's done all of the work that's been leading up to kind of that September 5th, like publication day. Like we're past that. And so now it's kind of celebrating the harvest and it'll be a little bit of a rest um, before you hear about, I've, I've shared this on the podcast, right? Um, there's a second book coming in January, but that one's like totally different, but then it's going to be like rest time. And so it really does feel like this big project that always felt so unattainable to me and was a lot of work and a lot of learning and a lot of challenge, um, but also like really special. Like it does feel like now that it's like published and it's out there, it's like, okay, like that's definitely a personal harvest. Like now, now I'm just kind of enjoying the harvest of it. Um, so that came up first. The second thing that came up for me was kind of this idea of like um, pork chops, like infancy ending. Like he's not like in a, like a baby anymore. He's like kind of a kid, which is wild. Like Poppy's going to be the baby. So I guess my la- my last two kind of have to do sort of with like kids and motherhood or like big seasonal changes for me. Um, so I do feel like I'll, I'll come back to kind of the pork chop thing in a second. But the final one that I wrote was the start of motherhood is what I wrote in my notes. The start of motherhood felt like the beginning of my life's fall season. So I very much felt like and do still feel like, you know, I was little like, hello, I was like born a little, you know, infant Kelly, which according to my mother she was a little bit of a piece of work. She still is as an adult. But, you know, I have like that birth, right? And then we have like growth, which to me, the growth season, at least in my life, feels like young adulthood, like late adolescence into young adulthood, definitely like through my 20s, where I was really just kind of like growing and expanding and doing and like taking these different risks and like just, you know, living really kind of like somewhat nomadically. And just doing all sorts of different things because it was, again, it was a completely different season of life, like my 20s more or less. And then for me, like once I became a mother or kind of like opened up that new chapter, it kind of felt like the beginning of like my personal fall season. I can join my harvest. I remember there's all these different cycles that can be happening at the same time, but it felt like a really big shift from like what I was doing in like my 20s versus like now that I'm in this different season of life with like kids and being a mother and it feels like I don't know it just in a way it feels like celebrating some harvests um in my life it also just feels like that time of like I don't know it just feels like my my personal life's like fall season kind of started when I became a mom. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, but it it reigns true in my heart. And then within like that cycle is then like the cycle of like my actual children. So, you know, pork chop, which pork chop's going to be three and not too long, which is like, oh my, like he is truly like a child, like walking, talking, being sassy recently started sleeping in like a bed and not a crib. It's a whole thing. So poor job is like a child. And it very much to me feels like I did the infancy thing with him. And, you know, I cared for him when he was truly like a newborn, you know, all the way through now that he's really started transitioning into like childhood. And so to me, that kind of feels like a fall season. Um, 
And I think the reason it really feels that way is because, you know, really any day now, Poppy will be coming and Poppy will be starting all over again with that birth and starting like her own cycle of things. And I recognize that like the cycle that pork chop is at is very different than like the one that she'll be at. And so I don't know. I've just really been enjoying lately in fall this last bit of time, like where it's just like, you know, we're, we're our family right now before we add another family member and like just enjoying the harvest of like the last few years of kind of like raising this like baby. And now we have like a kid and just kind of enjoying that um, before a new cycle begins, like with Poppy. So that's kind of what came up for me in terms of like my own personal harvest and what I've been thinking about when I've been either celebrating or like honoring during this time is, you know, the book cycle being done, enjoying these last few days um, of just being a mother to one with one really kind of cool kid. And then also like reflecting on how just like the bigger season of like motherhood in a way has felt like, um, you know, enjoying like personal harvest. And yeah, so that's it. So those are some of my personal harvests that I've been reflecting on. Um, Hopefully this episode gave you some ideas as to how you can kind of really honor and cultivate this fall energy in your mindfulness and even meditation practice. And I am so grateful for all of you. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate I like, I don't know, I don't want to get like mushy gushy, but I've really been thinking a lot about this isn't necessarily a personal harvest, but like on my gratitude list as always, you guys, and especially like with the podcast birthday coming up next month, I mean, six years I've been doing Mindful in Minutes. And like the only reason I've been able to do it that long is because of like incredible people like you who listen and like let me share what I love and support the work and everything. So it's not a personal harvest, but it's definitely top of my gratitude list is all of you. And thank you for listening to me and my out of breathness for the last bit of time. Um but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. Happy fall. Enjoy it and I hope you're having a beautiful day. <laughs>